Welcome to the Halloween edition of Yippie Kaye Mother Podcast. I'm Ralph Quartucci. I'm Sean Paul Murphy. I'm Debbie Murphy. I'm Michelle Wojo Wojcikowski. I'm Brad Barrowe. I'm John Quartucci. <laughs> and I'm Drew Gould. All right. Welcome. Well, the Halloween edition, this will be fun. We did the Halloween roulette the last time, which we voted for the film we're going to do tonight. And Drew won the film. Drew we always wins. Yet. <laughs> if, you, if you listen to the podcast, you know what it is. But anyway, let's start with uh, what you watch this week. Start oh, yeah. with John Quattrusi. Uh It's so funny that you give me this question because last night I, I watched this movie. And is it, it Elvis? Dis- no, no, it was disturbing from start to finish. It so was Buster I wanted Keaton? to cleanse my palate. <laughs> so I watched Thing from Another World again, as a matter of fact. What? It's on TCM. We should do a podcast about that. I watched it and I loved it again. Wait a minute. So you watched the film we're doing tonight, and it so disturbed you that you had to cleanse your palate with that film? Yeah, because it's, it's, a, it's a giant walking carrot, so I felt better about it. I guess more threatening from there. Nothing yeah, and it was less claustrophobic than this movie. All right, we don't need to talk about it. We've already talked about that one. Too. No, because it's one of the best science fiction movies ever. You don't have to talk about it. All right. It's horrible. Star- we already Square. talked about it. That's right. It's no, I didn't, say, I didn't say the Hot Sucker got? Proxy. What? John and Debbie Square. Okay, well, we watched, because it's Halloween season, The Wretched, which was the top film last summer, because I think it was playing in, like, six theaters. It's what a, was the movie? What was the name the of it? Wretched. The it's Wretched? Kind of I, like thought said, I thought he said The Wretched. I never heard of it. I thought he said The Wretched. <laughs> no, not The Erection. The Wretched. Now, I can't say it. But it was, it was the top film in the country for a while because it was playing at drive-ins at the height of COVID, and um, it was actually kind of a um, kind of a brave film because it, it wasn't it wasn't afraid to kill children. Nice, you know. So I'm um, gonna have children and babies eaten, you know. Oh. So you gotta love a film like <laughs> that. Hey, let's watch it next week. And there right, go well, our nine sure. viewers. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, again, what's it called? The Wretched? The yes. Wretched, yes. Okay. I never heard of it. Me neither. Uh, anybody in it that we would know? Last um, June? Is anybody in it that we would know? You know, there was one recognizable actor. It was really well done. You know, there were, you know, it was really well done. I just never you know? heard of it. it was, Me neither. It, it, if you like kind of sensibilities of like an 80s horror film, but with, you know, modern technology, this was this would have been it. <laughs> Oh, I'll be darned. There it is. Sounds good. I know. All right, uh, Drew, what do you got for this week? I watched a bunch of stuff. Um, I was going to say the movie The Lie, which is one of those new Blumhouse movies that's uh, come out on Netflix. I'm sorry, on Amazon Prime. But um, it had way too many doorbells like Replicas did and upset my dogs, so I can't really (laughs) look at that. Um, (laughs) I actually started watching a show on Showtime. It's called We Hunt Together. It's a British TV show. Um, It stars the actress who was the lead in Torchwood. I love her. And it's uh, basically two cops um, hunting two killers. It gets kind of a Luther vibe. I don't know if you guys ever watched that. That's a fantastic show with Idris Elba. And it's only six episodes. We've watched half of them. And uh, I dig it. It just builds its own atmosphere. And it's a good story. And it, it takes some take some unexpected twists on things you've seen before, like every cop show ever has. And uh, I really, I really dug it. So I, I think you should check it out on Showtime. We hunt together. Okay. And not too many doorbells. No, I haven't heard any doorbells. How do you, I mean, mm-hmm. how do you know if a movie has doorbells in it? I guess it, when you dog. Well, because I watched ding the dong. I watched it. <laughs> I know what a doorbell sounds like. Cause I, it's not in the warnings. It's, it's, it's substance <laughs> abuse, language, doorbells. <laughs> I mean the lie. The lie is pre- the lie is pretty good. It's uh, it's Peter Sarsgaard and and Marae Enos and um, Joey King, and basically a, a little girl. It's kind of like I don't know if you ever saw. We need to talk about Kevin, that movie with John C. Riley and Tilda Swinton, and their son is actually quite psychotic. So it's yeah. kind of cut from that, but it's a, it's a it's a little family drama. It basically tells you John would love it. Everybody's totally fucked up and makes horrible decisions all the time. <laughs> Um, 
And, uh, and was, was I was going to suggest John C. John's going to be doing this and just pumping, singing in the rain right into his veins. Oh, it's, we, a good, it's a good little on. Halloween thriller. All right, well, Joe and Brad. We saw the best movie, and John, you could even watch this. You would like this movie. It's called Thing for the Wilder People. It's on Netflix. Um, It's starring um, Sam Neill, and um, I can't think of the kid's name, but the kid was in Deadpool 2. So good. Oh, the the kid from New Zealand? Yeah. Set in New Zealand. It takes place in New Zealand. Um, But But it's it's, a... uh, so this couple um, takes in this the, the boy. He's 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 going he's to the foster, foster care. Kid. He's a foster kid, and he goes to this family. And uh, the but mother the mother takes to him, and it, there there is kind of a sad yeah. moment there for a minute. But basically, the kid oh, it's is, hilarious though. The I mean, kid, oh, it's a funny movie. We are on the on the run, and they think they've he's been kidnapped. But he's <laughs> it's it's really kind of a heartwarming film, actually. It it's, is, it's, but it's really funny, and the kid it's hilarious. It's hilarious. Listen, you had me at funny. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. It was really Except good. it started sad. And so. no, there's only one sad part, and it's not okay. it's not sad enough to make you cry sad. Like oh. sad where someone gets impaled by a pipe? <laughs> <laughs> like that kind of sad? Not That's quite. Not shocking. <laughs> <laughs> now, when Listen. you say funny, are you talking funny the hospital or funny clue? <laughs> <laughs> The hospital. That's a that's a movie by well, Taika. Considering Waititi. I didn't laugh once at either one of those movies, that's, a, that's you know a movie the answer by to Taika, that. By Taika Waititi, who's one of the best filmmakers working today. Oh, he, yeah, amazing! Well, he directed that Jojo Rabbit, which yeah. is his other big. He did Jojo yep. Rabbit, yeah. which I love. I love him. He's a great director. Yeah, yeah. it was. It was just. It was really, so, I'll have to check it out. Such a good, and it was funny because we. The only reason we picked it is because. Brad and I will have this thing happen where if we haven't decided on a movie, and by the way, in that little notebook I keep of all the movies you guys mm-hmm. tell me to watch, and I write them down on scrap paper, and then I have like 115 movies now, <laughs> so we have to live to be like 3,000 years old so that we can watch all of these movies. At four bucks a pop. Better get to work. Yeah, there you go. But this one was free because it was included with Netflix, but... Um, Brad wanted to watch a comedy because we had watched Drew's movie and he said, I really can't watch like something upsetting now. So, uh, I just went on to comedies and just kept scrolling along. No, 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 no. And I said, Hey, let's see what this is. And, you know, in the past doing that, I said to him, it reminded me of, and I've mentioned this before when we used to have the local video store, Cranbrook video, this is a movie that they would have suggested to us there. So it wouldn't have been something we necessarily heard a lot about, but it was phenomenal. Like I watch yeah. it again and again. It's really good. Like I'll Polish Vampire. We, we also watched. <laughs> no, Dream, we'll watch it more than the Polish we, Vampire. We watched Dreamcatcher and <laughs> didn't like that. Did you actually watch Dreamcatcher? Yeah. Yeah. All right, we're breaking the rules now. Let's go, Ralph. You got to stay on that. Drew had to. Yeah, but that's Drew. Drew gets to do anything he wants. Well, I'm going to uh, repeat what I mentioned. That's right. I'm going to repeat what I mentioned on my earlier podcast with John. I watched the uh, Trial of the Chicago 7 on Netflix. Oh, I could get the producer of that one. You can? Yeah, but he he can't talk. (laughs) But he signed an NDA, so he really can't talk about the movie. Well, anyway, the film is fantastic. Let's get him on. It's an Aaron Sorkin film. Uh, as oh, I said, very talky. Like, oh, when I was very talky. Sasha Baron Cohen, Eddie Redmayne, two main actors, a bunch of people in there. Uh, and it's just it's just prescient for what's going on now. It's well written because it's Aaron Sorkin, well acted because they're they're they, you know they're Sasha Baron Cohen's fantastic. They're all great. And it just shows, I was saying to John earlier, it just shows that history repeats itself and we don't learn anything. And when you watch it, you'll know why. It's amazing. Amazing. So, mm-hmm. great film. Uh, Trial of the Chicago 7. And also, you go down the rabbit hole and you learn more history. You go on YouTube, check it all out. It's fantastic. So, basically, we'll watch it and then we'll have to go watch The Hunt for the Wilder People again. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, if, if you can't handle real life, I guess, is what you're saying. But that's fine. Oh, go. it's that time yeah. of the oh, podcast, yeah. friends, where Ralph gets yeah. condescending. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Happened early. Because real, real life is just depressing. That's all. Real life's only depressing. When I want to go watch something depressing, I'll watch. 
<laughs> I want something depressing. I'll talk to Ralph. I tell you what, we're going to start doing Clute Bingo every time one of you guys mentions Clute or the hospital to see. Or we're going to do a drink Clute drinking game. I like guys, that idea. At least I know all my films. Hey, oh, look at Drew's all set there. At least I know all my films are getting in your head, so that's good. That's awesome. Well, yeah, but so does that brain-eating amoeba that they found <laughs> in the water in Texas. I wouldn't take that as a compliment. <laughs> Here we go. So <laughs> I have nothing to say. So Drew has brought the dissent, which he won handily in a vote last week at the Halloween roulette. So this movie right there called the descent not descent number two which is not so great you want to see the trailer again or how do you want to handle this yeah let's yeah. watch the trailer again okay, let's let's see it again okay give me a smile do you know are you sure we're going the right way i've never been lost in my life <laughs> oh, there's only one way out of this chamber and that's down the pipe George Clooney. Oh, that was Descendants. Sorry. <laughs> All right, Drew, take it away after that uh, rousing joke. All right. Um, <laughs> I'll start by saying that the last I, like minute. The descent, I like the Descent a lot more than I like the Descendants. <laughs> <laughs> the Descent is one of those movies that um, I there's always a thing I, I hope happens when I go to the movies. I don't know if you remember, we used to go and sit in a room with other people and they would show the movie <laughs> in a really big screen what? and you could eat if you wanted to or whatever. Um, late Wait, were, August, other, were other people in the room with you? Yeah, I know, right? It's crazy. Late August popcorn. is... Um, popcorn. Oh, yeah, if you bought, <laughs> it, was a, it was a different world. Uh, late August is that time where I, hopefully you go to the theater and something would really surprise you. It's not January where you know everything is garbage that the studios are dumping. <laughs> and there's two movies that were the really big late summer surprises for me. Um, this was one of them. The other one was District 9. And uh, I adore both of those movies. But The Descent, I love this movie because, first of all, it's actually scary. It is. And a lot of horror movies are fun or funny or super gross or all sorts of things that I thoroughly enjoy. But this movie is actually scary and is also gross. And I wanted to ask you guys, we'll talk about the ending later, but did, did everybody see the same version of the movie? I don't know. I got the Blu-ray. We saw the, um, you know, it just continued from the old one to the uncut version. Okay. I asked because the original version of the movie is when you think she's gotten out and she's in the car and uh, spoilers. And um, then it cuts back to her. She's still in the cave, imagining her daughter. And that's the ending. And the American version, which is actually what I saw today on the Amazon version that I have, I didn't realize it was the American version. Uh, it ends right when you have a jump scare with Juno in the car. And yeah, that's, what we, that's what we saw. That's what you saw. Okay. So if you had seen the original version, there's literally another minute. That's it. 
and it just cuts back to uh, Sarah in the cave, and she, she's facing her daughter, and we've seen the daughter with the birthday cake, and then it just kind of pulls back, and you see she's still in the cave. She still she never got out. She imagined escaping. Oh. Which is also bleak, but it's a different kind of sad. Mm-hmm. And uh, we can talk about the sequel later. And, and the sequel is, I mean, it'll definitely be one of John's favorite movies because it's really lighthearted as well. <laughs> I think I think this movie, um, I think this movie really works you, for me. Also, before you go, wait, before you go, yeah. give a little synopsis of the film. Oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry about that. All right. So The Descent. There's six friends, six women. There's only one male speaking role in the movie, um, except for, I guess, some of the crawlers are male, and they go, <laughs> like that. <laughs> only one female crawler. And that was my so, favorite quote from the movie. Yeah, it was a good one. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to, to bring you into the cave with me. Um, so Again. <laughs> these six friends, they, uh, they basically they have adventures together. And at the beginning of the movie, the first jump scare is um, the main character. Oh, there's there's several main characters, but Sarah, her husband and daughter die in a car crash. That's in like the first minute and a half of the movie. And then uh, you cut to a year later and these friends are getting back together again. And they're like, let's have another adventure. Maybe that'll make her feel better. So they go on to this adventure, which this time when we met them, it was whitewater rafting. Now it's caving, spelunking. They're all rock climbers and adventurers and things like that. And it's kind of a cool mix of, of things, not only because they're women in a horror movie and they actually act like real people, but it's a mix of accents and backgrounds. And you kind of, you just believe them. It's basically um, six friends. One of them is a pair, brother, I mean, a, a, a sister and a, a younger sister. And they go into this cave and uh, it doesn't go well because the cave is supposed to be, let's go look at a cave and have fun. But actually Juno uh, who's the one who's leading the expedition, she said, I, I wanted to t- go into a, a cave that no one had ever seen before and we could discover it. Yeah, they and were supposed then, to leave a plan in case they got lost. And then they, and then, so like the first hour of the movie is a really intense claustrophobic thriller about are they going to survive in the cave? Right. Mm-hmm. And there are a couple of scenes where you see they're not alone. You actually see the first monster 37 minutes into the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the characters don't even realize, but it is there in the frame. And so they're having a tough time with serious injuries and all sorts of stuff. And then the monsters show up. So it's just a, it's just a really great thriller. It's epic. It's really super gross. They do a lot of great stuff in camera. And one of the big complaints about the sequel is that if it's a cave, why is there so much light in it? And that's not the problem with this movie. Almost everything they shot, it's like the Barry Lyndon of cave horror movies. Everything yeah. is with the light sources on the on the screen. It's mm-hmm. and, and we were talking before we started the podcast. There's lamps and torches and green glow sticks and red flares and so it really it really draws you into the world. <laughs> yeah, like exactly like that. Thank you. <laughs> and so I was I was really excited. I was really excited for you guys that haven't seen it uh, to see it. But I I won't lie, especially especially John because I know he loves these kind of movies that are not only happy the whole way through but have a super happy ending. Yeah, they're up. <laughs> this should just be called the John podcast because you guys keep picking movies that I love. <laughs> well, and the other thing you should mention is the whole movie was shot on a stage, not actually. Right. Right. Yeah, that was the most incredible thing about yeah. this. Movie. It was because it was a great stage. I mean, yeah. it, nothing looked fake yeah. at all. I mean, yeah, they actually they actually built about twenty different cave sets. By moving them around. It was yeah. like basically a big Lego set. I mean, the production design of the movie is incredible. Yeah. It's supposed to take place in the Appalachian Mountains. They shot it in Scotland. Um, so the exterior wow. is Scotland. And then the whole studio is uh, is in Scotland. And, in, uh, and then they shot in Pinewood Studios. And Pinewood is legendary. Like Star Wars and all sorts of other movies have been shot there. So it's um, it, it definitely the, the illusion of that cave is, is stunning. Just, mm-hmm. just stunning. When they first are, are crawling through that narrow passage, uh, when Sarah gets stuck before the cave in, and you can see she gets stuck because she sort of forces her way in with the rope bag, and then she mm-hmm. panics. That mm-hmm. is as scary as anything in the movie. Mm-hmm. That's awful. Yeah. And it's only I'm not claustrophobic, but man, some of those when they when she would, yeah. hurt, I just, you yeah, know, I think the only CG shot in the whole movie is when they rappel down the the whole first hole in the cave where they come down and you mm. see the water coming down and they drop in. Because I think all the creatures were practical, right? Yes, they are. They actually hired um, mostly like dancers. 
Uh, they didn't just. Oh, do that would make sense. I saw. I saw the making of this. They said he purposely didn't hire dancers. He hired actors. Oh, really? Oh. He didn't want dancers. He wanted okay. people that would create oh. characters with those things. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. I assumed they yeah. weren't stuntmen because the way they move. But yeah, well, they definitely were distinct. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they were. They and and they they were believable for what they were. It reminds me of the. Um, I don't know if any of you have watched the TV series of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh yeah, of course. Uh, the um, the episode Hush with uh, mm-hmm. the gentleman and the you know and yep. they hired mimes because they could you know do that kind and that. That still, I know what's going to happen in the whole episode. That scares the crap out of me. And this mm-hmm. movie, it was fun for me because it scared the crap out of me. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were times where I, I caught myself going, <gasps> and, and that doesn't usually happen to me in, in you know, because we don't watch a ton of horror movies. Mm-hmm. But, um, and and I'll tell you, I, I mean, I know it was gross, mm-hmm. But I think stuff like I can't watch The Walking Dead or any kind of zombie. Once people start zombies start biting flesh, I I just I just can't. But this was so dark that I couldn't see a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, and there's not a wasted death in the in the group. No, usually these movies is always the person you go, okay, that person's gonna. There's not a wasted death. I you know I felt for every one of those people because you you know he does that whole setup at the beginning where you meet everybody in the cabin. You already know what what's the main Sarah goes through. You already know that she's going through something because they show right. the pills. There's a lot of foreshadowing, kind of obvious stuff mm-hmm. going on. But you feel for each one. Each one of them has a distinct personality that when they do get their demise, you kind of really feel for them. Mm-hmm. I I felt. I didn't think there was a wasted one in the group. Yeah, I think there's a lot of really genuinely emotional, heartbreaking stuff in the movie. You yeah. know when. Um, um, what's her name? Uh, Rebecca is watching Sam, her sister, die hanging from the ceiling. Mm-hmm. And you see her face as she can't help her. When mm-hmm. um, when Juno kills uh, Beth with a pickaxe through the throat. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's shocking, but also it, it's upsetting. You've, you've gotten to know these characters. And I also yeah. like that among the, the relationships of the women, they're, they're not just, oh, we're all friends. They all have their own different relationships with each other, mm-hmm. uh, especially like Beth and Sarah. They're the closest so um, for Sarah to have to kill Beth later in the movie, oh, uh, it was pretty was... dark, but it was also pretty horrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's just, it, I, I was affected by it more emotionally than I expected. I thought this is a good thriller, but it was really, I, it was really moving. I got into it. Well, we, I, saw, this, we saw this movie a long time ago when it came, first came out. And uh, I, I don't remember it being, I know it was scary, but I watched, you know, this assignment to watch it we were starting to watch at the very beginning of it where uh, uh, Juno and um, Sarah and uh, they're in the boat, they're in the they're whitewater rafting mm-hmm. and some, we got distracted and uh, she uh, pushed me. I mean, that if you've ever been whitewater rafting, you know, that water is ice cold and they were looking like they were fall. They were going down the, in the fall, which is very cold. That water is icy cold. So when she, you know, so meanly Sarah pushed Juno into the water, it was sort of like a mean, so we had to rewind it or, you know, uh, rewind it in something else in another movie, but um, that one, she pushed her in the water. So I said, I want to go back to that scene. So we went back and there wasn't like a net, you know, you knew right away. Why would, what was the reason for her to be so nasty? And then when her husband pulled Juno uh, out of the water, you knew right there she was having an affair with help her. Help her take the helmet off. Yeah, helped her take. Yeah, but uh, right when she got pushed, you knew that Sarah knew she I had. Don't think she knew that. She didn't know. Huh? I think, I think I she didn't know. know. I think she suspected. Read that at all. These things when you're well then why was the why was the metal thing such a big yeah no that was a total shock that at the end when she looked at that when she looked at that necklace with the saying on it i don't think she suspected anything that was the necklace that he had given her given juno yes they have we're having an affair that's why sarah uh that's when sarah figured it out you don't that's do that to a friend. You don't, you don't, uh, you don't. That's do fine. That's <laughs> <laughs> I knew that might happen in this All right, game. Drew. 
<laughs> Ralph, can we fix that in editing? I don't know if we want to fix don't that. Fix it. Oh, why would I change that? That's awesome. <laughs> That's can you add a sound effect? <laughs> now I have more of the serial killer. That's going to bring the viewership like in. <laughs> wow. Now I have it a looks like the hospital she was in at the beginning. <laughs> anybody, was anybody bothered by, I know the answer, but I'm going to ask. Like th- those, that, those were families down there. Those, those creatures were families. Like there was, yeah, right. there was mothers trying to protect sure. their kids. And, you know, was there any feeling like, oh, this, these guys are coming into their place. I did. Those creatures. I, I mean, uh, obviously you're rooting for the women. I'm not saying no, that. Oh, <laughs> really? no, they're monsters. <laughs> they're not. They're just best they're just intestines. They were not. No, no. They're just doing their thing. <laughs> Wow. The first time through, I didn't feel that way. But this time, and I also thought, how many of them could there be, you know, surviving under there? But then again, there's a lot of bones. Well, it's not really true. There really aren't those things. Yeah, but we still feel some. Really? Really, Deb? Oh, my God. (laughs) Leave that till we check every cave. Can you prove (laughs) that? You can't prove that. That's, that's, uh, you know. No, I but, said to like, Brad, we're never going to Lorraine Caverns again. I am that, forever. That, no. that one scene where Sarah's in the blood pool, oh. and mm-hmm. the woman, the female woman is attacked. The female creature is attacking her because mm-hmm. the son, the, the baby, her baby was in. I just, I just found that fascinating that I had that thought after the baby tried to chew on her. Yeah. I understand, but these well, kids get hungry. Yeah, he had to eat. They had to eat. Well, he survival she. of the fittest. Anyway, I just oh, want to throw that out well, there. They found other things to eat, obviously, so I, don't, I didn't feel bad. At- well, they would go outside and get deer and stuff and bring it back. Well, the, 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 that cow or whatever it was at the beginning had bite marks on it. Right. So One, so one thing that we... was a deer that was not native to North Carolina. <laughs> That's true. Go ahead, Wojo. You're saying what? Uh, the one thing that that Brad made a comment about, and then we were both saying, yeah, how did that happen? Okay, so Juno accidentally hits Beth in the th- yeah around the head. Beth somehow doesn't bleed out. Well, put a pickaxe through her neck. <laughs> Didn't hit her in the head. It went right through her neck. Yeah, I know. And yeah. then yeah. later it's on, she grabs she Sarah. Yeah, t- that that just that. Yeah. Wait, I now you guys. Believe, are- I could believe the albino monsters. I couldn't believe that they were getting attacked. I could believe all this other stuff. But the fact that Beth got a pickaxe right in the neck, right there, and, 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 and then, then talked for 10 minutes. for a significant period of time to reach up to grab Sarah. Well, isn't there well, there's a plot it, device. We have to get this out before I die. But wouldn't your instinct be to cover that up and try to not bleed out? So she was probably. How many was people still... have you ever seen successful with blocking their carotid? Right through it. Yeah, exactly. Right right through through I've seen a lot of people get pickaxes real... through their necks. <laughs> in real life, nobody. Never survived more than a minute. And by the way, she wasn't blocking. She was lying there flat with her arms at her side. That's the Wait a minute. Are you saying. Her guts. Yeah. Are you saying this is like Donald O'Connor walking in while Gene Kelly is getting the um, lessons? That was, no, that was way unbelievable. That was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> he interrupted his class. That never happened. You know, I'll, I'll tell you what's great about this movie. One thing, it's inherently scary. Yeah. yeah. You know, as, as a student of horror films, I would say that location <laughs> is half the battle. If the location is frightening, the movie is yeah. great. Yeah. I, I tell you, I'm not na- natively, um, you know, claustrophobic either. But you're that the monsters not shown up, I would have been scared all the way anyway. Oh yeah, yeah. But there was yeah. one movie that scared me worse than this, and that was I don't know if you saw it because no one did. Called the Walk about the guy th- who did the um, tightrope across the World Trade. Oh Center. yeah, yeah, the oh. One, uh, yeah. We couldn't watch that. Sometimes. I was oh. I was literally. Too frightened to look at it. Yeah, yeah. I have trouble watching that kind of stuff too. Mm-hmm. I knew no one was high. We were like this. Yeah, I mean, I had my eyes closed anytime he was on that rope. And I know he was only like four feet off the ground. Right. right. But no amount of logic in your mind could overcome that. And I felt the same way during this. And so to me, if the monsters never showed up, this would have been just. Just I, I must have gotten off the couch like four times. Yeah. I gotta go. I can't, we can't watch this. <laughs> Just because you were uncomfortable. <laughs> well, he, the director set it up nice with that first when Sarah gets stuck in that in that 
Yeah. In that oh, yeah. cave. Terrifying. So that immediately shows you there's danger, you know, that yeah. the caves are going to yeah. show you. Honestly, that one kind of freaked me out a little bit because, like you said, I'm not super, I'm, I, I might be a little claustrophobic, but that. That just made me feel really uncomfortable when she was well, have, being stuck in there. Then, then of course, the stuff When the fell. stuff is falling down and then I'm going... She's like, oh, you're fine. You're perfectly safe. And then the stuff falls down. And I'm like, oh, crap. Have any of you ever done any rock climbing, caving, any of that kind of stuff? Nah. Yeah. My, my ex used to do that with his friends and they always wanted me to go with them. And I said, well, tell me how bad it is. And they said, well, it's like crawling through the bowels of the earth and then you get into... Base is so tight that you can only wiggle through. Like your shoulders, you got to get yeah. one shoulder mm-hmm. in and then the next shoulder in. No, no. Not no. Well, maybe I was just, maybe just break your shoulder, but you know, nope to the nobody nope. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, I guess done, Drew, Drew, you have, huh? I've done some. I've done some some stuff like this in Israel and when I lived in California. Um, never like real caving going in, but t- I actually went to some archaeological sites in uh, in Israel mm-hmm. that. Uh, they were unearthing, and their only place that was open was the top of a door, which was oh. uh, maybe a foot. So to get into the next room, you had to lay mm-hmm. down, and I had to pull you up into the next room. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm also not claustrophobic, but I haven't thought about that in a long time. And then rewatching this movie, I remembered that because I was scared. And that's that's the thing about this movie, the, the fear. Because I tell you, I've said this a number of times, it is actually scary. Mm-hmm. It's very primal, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, listen, I've already had a giant cat poster fall on me this episode. <laughs> I'm 44 years old. I am still I am still afraid of the dark. But I go out into the night and I live in the country now and it's so dark that my dogs were afraid of the dark. I, I can live my life, but I still feel like a little kid where there's something mm-hmm. out there in the darkness mm-hmm. and... Um, it's just beyond my vision and it's close enough. And this movie is very primal. I mean, the Thanks. way I'm not it, sleeping all night tonight. The way that they shot it before the monsters showed up where it, they, it's so much darkness. And that, that mm-hmm. scene we talked about that might be the only CGI effect where they repelled down. I mean, it's also, it's a beautiful movie. It yeah. is. No, it's well, well done. Yeah. The way that they, the way that they did the different scenes with the different light sources. I mean, mm-hmm. some of me, some of my memory of the movie is I remember the scene where this happened, but I also remember it as that's the scene in the green when the sisters had to hold still because the creature was crawling above them, or that's the scene mm-hmm. uh, oh, in yeah. the firelight where um, we were talking before, where the mother uh, is fighting um, Sarah because Sarah mm-hmm. killed her kid, all that kind of stuff. So it's very it's very primal and um, I don't know. I, I just watched it again today. I didn't realize I had this Amazon streaming version. I didn't realize it was the original ending. So I've seen it a number of times, both ways, but uh, it, it's a movie. I think I'm always going to go back to. Well, well you know, about the end, sorry. Speaking about the ending, it reminds me of um, invasion of the body snatchers where they just added a scene onto that to, to do the oh. reverse to lighten <laughs> with no one believing him. And then the guy who was listening to the story goes out and hears an accident, and there are these pods. Because You're talking just, about the original body snatcher. The original, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, what, 1956? Yeah. You know, and they just felt it was too dark for audiences. So they, you know, in this one, they obviously felt it was too dark. The ending was too dark for Americans. And it was so easy just to cut it where they did, too. Yeah, it's I, definitely am I imagining, uh, am I imagining at the end that they showed um, – they showed Juno in the car, but I thought for a second they then cut to a shot of her in the cave. So like, like really, really fast. I I didn't think it ended on Juno. I thought for a second they showed her again in the well, cave. They, they did show they showed her eyes for a moment, but it's not it's not clear like the original ending where it shows her eyes and then you see she's with her daughter. Right. No, cave. I know that ending, know but that. in this one I thought they did that, which led me to believe okay, this is all in her head. I think, I mean, that's one of the interpretations of the movie is that she killed everybody. Right. And that that's her, her grief. And I mean, that, that kind of reading, it shows kind of a, I don't know, because they make a big deal where she, she's got problems and she takes medicine in the morning and then she goes into the cave and they get stuck and she doesn't have her medicine. That's kind of a silly reading of, of mental health in some ways. It's like, oh, she went psychotic. She's a monster. But it, well, it is, no, not that. But they also I didn't, didn't read her. They didn't. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't read it that she killed everybody. I read it that she definitely broke down. 
No, absolutely. The yeah. trauma of it. She comes yeah. into it with uh, trauma. Yeah. And then right. <laughs> well, that's why she was able to do what she did. She got, right. her, you know, she got it on. Now, I think I think at the end, she probably hooked up with one of the creatures and she's living down there because well, she felt so bad for them. She felt so yeah. bad for the family. Might be one. She's going to be one yeah, of them. She didn't want to hurt them. Well, let's, oh, let's she, talk about her. It was her pain that allowed her to do what she did to get through. Yeah. yeah but here's the thing with Sarah. Yeah. That's the, the uh, mother whose daughter um, got impaled yeah. Yeah. yeah and uh you know she she um was just thinking the whole you know i was telling sean women are so different from men in women be different in their minds you know like <laughs> women think we have to plan you know what i mean we make plans and then circumvent plans and plans get changed and all this <laughs> stuff so i see sarah through the whole movie planning you know and she the one girl her i can't remember the character's name they got um Killed by Juno. Beth. Beth. Accidentally. Now, Juno was not killing Beth. Right. It was an accident. He thought, you know, for whatever reason. But Sarah didn't realize that. You know what I mean? There's no words to just say, hey, this this is what happened. They're not going to do that. So Sarah, when she's with Juno the whole time throughout the movie where the, the creatures are attacking them, she's and they're separated. And then she's thinking, you know, when she finds this out, she goes, well, that's how Juno survived by uh, Beth being uh, killed so she can get away. And the, the monsters would go for the for her, you know, as bait, you know, bait be tied up with her and she could make her escape. You know, so you think Juno deliberately killed Beth? No, no, she did not. No, yeah, but Sarah, in her mind, when she's thinking... Oh, okay, I see what you mean. Because I was surprised she did that. You know, she killed... Because two, you know, they had the two of them. They could have escaped, made a no, plan. She, but she lied about Beth. She lied right. about what happened to Beth. Exactly. Yes. Did you and see her Sarah, die? And right. Sarah and then out. the whole thing where she shows the... Uh, Beth gave her right. the, uh, the necklace thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so there was... Sarah killed Juno because... Juno was Juno was mind. the reason everything happened. She was that's right. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. right. Yeah. The whole thing happened because Juno wanted to go in that cave, didn't want and to didn't leave. Didn't tell anybody. Nobody yeah. ever blamed her through the film. It's so and amazing. Here's Juno. And her famous line of what she said it, she goes to her friends, she's not the only one that lost something right. back on that river rafting. Yeah. Trip. Well, in the hospital, yeah. the, the dream she had in the hospital, she was more upset than Sarah was. She's there bawling her eyes out. Yeah. And then she said, I'm sorry I didn't stay. Right. So it's like, you know, they're like holding yeah, up a big sign about what's going on. Right, right. I want to address one thing, Ralph. You just said um the that they didn't give Juno crap for um leading. For David, I mean they kind there. of uh, banded together. I mean, I didn't hear much. Oh yeah, they did. Well the right. one the one went down. The- yeah, they they gave her crap, and then the only choice they had was to go through. You know, when when they said, um, "Where's the guide? Where can we see?" and and they're gonna, you know, if we're gone for more than twenty four hours, we because you led them to believe this was no. Good. But I mean, once they figured out that they People were stuck, had, this guy had already gone through. Yeah, I think that they were initially really mad at her, and then they got really mad when she said, "Oh, I left the guidebook up," and then that's when she yeah. said, I "I'm saying when it all when all when all." Shit started happening. Nobody, I guess they're all for themselves at that point. Well, once, to, the, once the shit started well, happening, they didn't care about anything. Once a monster showed up, the yeah. fact that you the other know, thing was I a love bitch is, did just took a backseat to everything. <laughs> the other thing I love is they acknowledge the trope of batteries, you know, spotlights and camera batteries. Yep. Even at some point, uh, Juno says, you know, we got to keep these batteries. Our batteries are going to run out. At least they acknowledge the fact that mm-hmm. they could eventually run out, even though they never do in these films. They never do. Um, I just I like that they kind of acknowledge the obvious thing about these cameras. Like the camera always, <laughs> she's holding it, ends up in the water. How those things, you get a drop of water on those things, they don't work. It's <laughs> <laughs> the expensive waterproof one. And they're covered in blood, and she's doing that whole thing where she's staring. <laughs> and then she does all that and then doesn't wind up bringing it out with her anyway, so who cares? Well, I mean, it's funny, you guys. I, I, I looked at her breakdown as survival. Like I didn't see that as part of what she was having to deal with. That she that that the reason she was maybe she got there because of where she started. But if she hadn't done that, nobody. I mean, nobody got out anyway. But it would have been much. It would have been more of a slaughter, I think. 
than no, it was. I agree with that. Yeah. I mean, that, that what she'd been through uh, made her able to do what she needed to do. And what she, she murdered to do was Juno. kill Juno so that she could escape. Well, I'm not saying that's a good choice. Well, I'm saying you're making it sound like her breakdown allowed her to survive. She killed somebody. Well, she didn't break down to survive. She, she, I think that, battle, I think, like, blood, like I said, she, I, I think that had to more it. to do with her lying about Beth. Well, right. whatever the reason yeah. was, it's a little like, nuts. Well, yeah, but then she had the affair with the husband. Well, me, so that was two. two. Well, Juno, Juno getting killed is the closest thing in that movie to sort of the, the sort of horror movie tropes. Like somebody has to get punished. And so Juno's the one that had sex without being married, and Juno's the one that betrayed them, and Juno killed somebody. So if somebody is the bad guy in the movie that isn't a monster, it's definitely Juno, is the way that Sarah sees it. I don't know that that's fair, because I think they're all, they all feel like real people, and, and Juno is the result of a, a number of bad decisions. Well, and Juno was the one that wanted to go back for Sarah. Right. She wasn't going to leave without her. And she was right. badass, too. She was mm-hmm. a badass. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Like, Beth... I forgot what the exact speech was, you know, when don't trust Juno, Juno will do yeah. everything. But it seemed to be like she was really, I mean, granted, Juno left her to die, but she yeah, knew that like Juno in her throat. Yeah. I think she had to realize that Juno didn't intentionally. I don't think that's, I don't think it was that. I think the fact that Juno left her there. Right. That's no, what it was. It, it wasn't. She didn't but think she did it on purpose. Unusually well, just like just like you guys said, she thought she hit her in the throat like that. It's over. What's no, she going to do for? She her? did, and she should have been dead right away. But it didn't help the uh, evolution of the story to kill her fast. Yeah. Oh. Do you ball. think a seventeen-minute ballet would have been a good thing to happen uh, at that well, moment? I don't know. But you get an axe to the you neck. You guys ever seen horror quick. movies where people you think they're dead and they wake up? I mean, it happens all the yeah. time. It's, it's, yeah. A, yeah, it's called yeah, vampire. Yeah, but it usually happens when. The people you think are dead. Uh, look at uh, Cabin in the Woods. That guy get dragged. No, out. no, I haven't seen that one. Don't say anything. I don't know. A neck, uh, up. An axe through the neck. I don't expect them to get up. Yeah. If it's a monster, if it's the bad guy, if it's the horror thing, if it's Jason in Friday the 13th, if it's Michael Myers in Halloween, I expect that they could get up. They're going to get up. Especially it happens all the time. It happens all the time. But I didn't expect, like, maybe they should have hit, she should have actually, if she had stabbed Beth in the face or something, then she would have fallen down and we would have said, oh, well, it makes sense that Beth was still alive. Or she could have stabbed her, like, in the stomach or something where it could be a slower bleed. Yeah, I mean, you get stabbed in the neck and it was 10 minutes later. She had her blood out by then. Yeah, but after she got the pickaxe in the neck. You guys know a lot about stabbing. I'm (laughs) also going to say, we're talking about monsters that are floating up in, and you guys are getting <laughs> caught up in the details of it. Oh, that. really? You're the one who's sympathetic <laughs> with him. Give me a break. I, I, was I know. You want to bring him home and raise some No, like, I don't want to bring like, him home. But I'm like just the like, Adams family. They're just animals. They're just <laughs> animals. They're, put it on your oh, oh. <laughs> It's like the movie I'm trying to get you guys to watch. The uh, the the uh, Jake and Stan, whatever the name of that movie. I told oh, you we, guys. we are going to watch that. Sucker and Earl. Sucker and whatever. That's the thing is, what I also didn't understand about Beth's death, she gets pickaxed in the throat. And then, so that's bad enough. And then Juno's like, I gotta run away. Because all these things came down, and you see them grabbing crap out of Beth's gut. No, I don't think that... Lives yeah, after saw, that happens. No, that was the no, other no, no. one. What, what happens in the movie that we saw? We saw this with uh, Nora Jane Noon's character, the the first one that was killed that fell and broke her leg. Holly, remember Holly? I knew they, she was going to die first. Yeah, gets, she gets no attacked, kidding. and then they they drag her away. So they drop her body into the place with all the bones. So presumably, because that's why that's where uh, Sarah found Beth. So they they drag Beth off and mm. put her in that place. That's where they take everybody apart and leave all the bones that they found. So that that was that's one of the most chilling things in the whole movie is when Juno is fighting to keep them from dragging her friend's body away, and yeah. but that's that again they're animals they drag it to the den and they and they eat it, mm-hmm. and it's really wet and gross. I it was interesting that they figured out oh they can't see us but they can hear us. You know what I mean? It wasn't. I mean there was a lot of of it, this wasn't the stereotypical horror movie where. Everyone just gets slashed, and you know, if you've had sex, you're dead. If you go down the basement, you're dead. If you're <laughs> right. outside by yourself with a flashlight, first the flashlight batteries are dead, and then you're dead. 
I, I wrote a whole humor column. It comes out this week. Um, ding, ding, ding. Um, exactly. Movie? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. On this film? No, just on like horror this, movies in general. Just on horror movies in general. Um, How's my fingernails look? Good? Gross. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you asked. Um, <laughs> I don't think they look that bad, actually. Liked, but all right. What I liked is this had a little bit of depth to it. You develop it developed the characters a little bit. I mean, I'm not saying it was going to win the Oscar for you know best dramatic performance, but it scared me, and the monsters scared me, and they didn't look like the thing from outer space. Um, <laughs> I think you mean Listen, the thing every from death, another world. Whatever, whatever. I thought every, the, their look, their look was based on Nosferatu. Yes, that's you said what Brad that. said. Yeah, it looked like it did look it was. Like that's right. Every death meant something in this, including the creatures. Oh, yeah. wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, I love about this movie. It's a rare horror film where five women die and it's not the least bit rapey. Had to we go. need a bell for that one. Okay? I, I, no, I was going to also mention about the women. I liked that. It, I did like that it was all women in there. I liked that they were badasses. I liked that they weren't the typical. Screaming like a little girl, you know, the typical, stereotypical thing that they like to do. Uh, what do you mean, screaming like a little girl? What does that mean, actually? Just meaning. You know that. You know what that's like. Movies that. where it's, you know, the you hot know, ass. you smart ass. The hot knows exactly just, what it The microaggression. Oh, come oh, save me. Come save me. <laughs> oh, these are all, this, these are very intelligent human beings. All yeah. of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Real intelligent. So like just that. a couple of things. Um I read that that whitewater scene, they, the actresses really did it, wow. which was pretty cool. They had, a, uh, they had to get permission to do it, and it was pretty rough what they did. So I thought that was cool. I thought the, the foreshadowing in this was ridiculous. I mean, the, the, the looks that they gave each other, the pill bottle that she takes, and all of a sudden the camera zooms down to the pill bottle. Um, even you seem kind of distracted, you know, in the car. So although I found that shocking, you knew something was going to happen. Um, you, you ever watch a movie before? You, yeah, but but I think I like it a little more subtle. Check than off gun. And the other thing, like Holly, Holly is the one. I want to do something scarier. I want all this action. You know that she was going to be the first one. Absolutely. Of course. So she takes off by herself. <laughs> Breaks her leg. She's the first one to die. You as knew soon that as they introduced happen. her, I turned to her and said, yeah, she's going to die first. Right, because that was an archetype. <laughs> that was an archetype. You knew Actually, that the husband happen. and the daughter died first in the film. Yeah, well, that's true. That's I, true. I thought this movie, I'm not claustrophobic at all. <laughs> you and this is up. the most claustrophobic I've ever felt in a movie I was good. ever. I, oh, wow. What did you say, uh, Drew? I said, look at him piping up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I do not follow trucks anymore with pipes in the back. If I see oh, pipes in the back, I move. Oh my god, you're so risk averse. That's how Sidney Pollock, the real director, died. He was in an accident with those. What are no, these? No, that's uh, Alan Pakula. Alan J. Pakula. Okay, yeah, so he, he died. Oh, really? Yeah, highway uh, debris killed him. Are you kidding? Uh, oh. No. But I, I tell you what, I did like about this movie. I had never seen it before. Um, it was tense from start to finish. Yeah. Like I mean, it was tense. And Drew brought this up earlier, but the first hour, it was tense just because of the location, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Nothing yeah. else. And then all of a sudden, when the camera would move a little bit and you see that thing way off in the distance in the shadow, mm-hmm. now you're like, okay, did she just see that? Or is that real? Right. You know? right. Um, but it's just, there was like no break in the feeling that I had right. throughout right. this movie. Like right. every now and then you'll want just a break to just relax for a little bit. <laughs> no sense and of this movie anywhere. did not do that. And it w- I, I will say when it was over, I watched a couple, a couple documentaries on it because what I was really impressed with was that the setting and the lighting, like he even said that scene at the end with the torch, he mm-hmm. only did that because he couldn't figure out a different way to light that scene. Mm-hmm. So he said, Hey, what the hell? Let's just give her a torch. Mm-hmm. And, and same thing with the lighter. They, and that, I did like that. They didn't explain that. She just pulls out the lighter to look for air Right. Right. So they're giving the audience credit that they're going to know that without them having to explain right. it. So that I like. It's just like I keep telling you guys this every week. It's not my cup of tea because it's it's too intense the whole time. And mm-hmm. it just drives me crazy. Oh, wait, I mean, I th- Alien. I that, you saw Alien, fair. right? Yeah. And Alien was uh, tense from the minute that thing starts. Till the no, end. it was. Oh, I didn't feel that. 
It wasn't tense. It was not like this. Movie. I know there's some. I know there's some comical. Not comic. No, it's not even. Com- it's not even comic. It's not even that. There's just breaks in the tension. This was. This was the scene where where Dallas is in the ship going through the tunnels looking for the alien. Right, but it's a whole movie. A whole movie is that. Yeah. Have you seen Mad Max Fury yeah. Road? <laughs> My name's Max. I just got the Mad Max laser disc with the dubbed version. Oh god, that dubbed oh, version god. is awful. Yeah, but it's a very expensive laser disc. Oh, uh, unbelievable. Hey, Drew, <laughs> you know what? I have a question for you, Drew. Yeah. You said there's one scene that always makes you scream like a girl. Oh, he yeah, texted it, it to us because I asked him. <laughs> yeah, she asked me. It's 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 the scene that's it's in the trailer, which I had somehow forgotten. But what it's scene? Fine. It's the scene where they're in night vision and they're screaming for help. And then I, I like that it doesn't, the monster doesn't leap at the camera. Yeah. The monster is just oh, standing yeah. there. Just standing there, yeah. It's just standing there and it's terrifying. Well, yeah. it's like in that Insidious, the clap behind her. Right. right. Yeah, it's that kind of I was going to say about what, what John said. I mean, it, there's certain movies that, that I've seen in the past few years that, because I'm, my experience of The Descent, what I loved about it was that it was relentless and that the tension never gave in. Even at the right. beginning, you're not exactly sure what's happening, but it's ramping up. The two movies that I, uh, I think of, like, that's the most intense experience I've had in the theater in the past few years were Nightcrawler, the Jake Gyllenhaal movie, and Uncut Gems. The Adam Sandler movie. Ooh, yeah, we saw oh, that. Yeah, that, Adam that, was an, um, that was a very upsetting movie. That was yeah, but that but Adam just, Sandler, that one? Pranks the tension. Yes. Goes and goes and goes and goes. And it, it doesn't have a break. You're right. It doesn't have a break. Yeah. yeah. But even that opening scene, that rafting scene, I was expecting someone to get thrown out of the boat. Yeah, well, it's actually dangerous. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's like, okay, so it was like nonstop. I think that was good because it shows you that when they go and they have adventures that they're not fucking around. Right. Like th- this is, this is the real deal. I don't know enough about mountain climbing equipment to know that they use the right carabiner or the right cam or whatever, but mm-hmm. it, it looked and felt real to me. Mm-hmm. It looked like they knew what they were doing. Yeah. Pulled a bungee cord out of his trunk. <laughs> Except the doctor it, had that $12 watch that gave away their position. Well, that was another foreshadowing. Look what my boyfriend I'll- got me. John, oh, yeah. well, gotta... that's not going to factor into this thing. Hey, ha- what are you going to do? That's a movie. You have to set it up. If that's oh, thanks, Ralph. Over... If you didn't tell me that, I wouldn't have known it was a movie. <laughs> if the watch just came out of nowhere, you'd complain about that. So It's like a World War II film where they show you a picture of their wife or kids. Oh, yeah. oh you know they're going. I know. Yeah, they're going. a red shirt on Star <laughs> Trek dead. and go down to the planet. You know, um, I don't know if you guys know this. I think it was Alamo Drafthouse. They did uh, some screenings uh, at a lake in Austin of Jaws, and the whole audience is on inner tubes. And so you're watching Jaws in the water. Oh, wow. I saw saw that. I said, you couldn't pay me enough. Well, I found out today. Pay me enough to do that. I found out today that there's something called the Village Screen Pop-Up Cinema. And they do screenings of movies in different locations. And I, I think they did one a couple of years ago. And then they did one this year, socially distanced and everything. But you watch The Descent on the big screen in Peak Cavern Cave. Oh, oh hell no. Oh. Absolutely not. Did no, there there is not enough theater? Valium and Xanax <laughs> and whatever else in the world. Did, Debbie, no. did you guys see this in the movie theater? I did, yes. You did see it. I did. Was it more claustrophobic in the big screen? Yeah. yeah. I thought so. It, huh. it was it's more overwhelming, I guess, because it is it is bigger. But just watching it today, watching her get stuck in that tunnel. Oh yeah, I was, was feeling the whole thing. That's the whole reason why people go to amusement parks and get on the Wildcat. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's fun because mm-hmm. you know it's not real. Yeah, but you I mean, don't you know it's not real. Cave in on you. I have to tell you, these these the monsters in here. You know, not every horror movie that I've seen, like when we watched Dreamcatcher, I wasn't. I was kind of disgusted by the monsters in it, but I wasn't. They don't actually frighten me. Yeah, These things scare me. And it reminds me of um, the grudge. You know, when I when mm-hmm. things move fast and they're like, like that, <laughs> it scares the crap out of me. The ring, when that thing, like when she comes out, I was like, ah, you know, yeah. it's something that. The blob. I didn't see the blob. Oh well, the way I mean, the way they move is definitely influenced by J horror with that sort of unnatural. I mean, it's like The Exorcist crawling down the stairs backwards, all that kind of stuff. I never saw The Exorcist. It just depends (laughs) where you mind. Like that movie, It Follows. Have you guys seen It Follows? 
Yeah, Love is one of the best recent horror films. Right, and that thing super slow, and you still it ratchets up all that tension. John, you have not seen It Falls. Oh no, it's like movie one hundred and thirty-six that we have to watch now. Okay, that's shocking, shocking. Look, I've probably um, right, read more books than most of you all put all together. So that's they- right. I, I, I read a lot of books. Okay. Yeah. Hang on a second. Before I, I, I sense Ralph is ready to wrap up, but I want well, to. I haven't read any books or anything. I want to say something about the sequel. Um, it's It's got a really creative title, The Descent Part Two. Uh, I guess they wanted to do more, but they haven't. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> right. It was by. Um, it was directed by that. Harris. John Harris has only directed one movie, but he edited The Descent. Yeah, he was the editor. And he edited a lot of other movies. He edited, like, Layer Cake and Stardust. and With the uh, blessing of the director, right? I mean, he got the blessing of the director. Yeah, Neil Marshall was the director, writer-director, and he executive produced the sequel. And it's funny because it's not, it's not a good movie. It's not a horrible movie. It's, an, it's like Aliens. It's an immediate follow-up as to what happens. Like, literally, a guy's driving along the road, and then this woman covered in blood and caving gear is in the middle of the road and needs help. So she so got the, out. Right, she got out. And it's funny because it, her getting out actually works. They intended it to work for both endings, because in the American ending, she did get out. Mm-hmm. And then in the British ending, she doesn't get out, except they shot a scene that explained how she got out, but then they cut it out of the sequel for time. So it's like, it doesn't make sense. But the whole idea is this woman coming out of the cave and people are missing and Juno is like a senator's daughter or something. So yeah. let's get a much more traditional group of horror movie characters to go back in and find Well, they them. had to explain why they got there so fast with a rescue thing. Because Juno was a senator's daughter. Right. They, yeah. had, to give, they had to give it the, the, the urgency. And Sarah had amnesia. Right, so she just that's why they everything. could drag her back into the cave. Right, and it's a, she it's went back silly. into the yeah. cave. Yeah. You oh, got to see. God. I'm telling you, I don't know who it is, but I saw a review of this on YouTube. You got to watch it. The guy is hilarious, and he rips into the movie because, like, the whole the whole thing about the first movie was the natural lighting, right? Right, and that was really effective. Right, they completely didn't do that, and this guy was the editor. So they had artificial lighting. They show scenes where it's really well lit, and it's it's crazy. It's just yeah. They made some changes to the monsters. They made them darker and toothier, and yeah, Aww. but they were but the scary they still had they that were. really good family dynamic. Which the, two nice. things, <laughs> <laughs> the two things, the two things, they made them more likable. Home, the two sweet things home, that really, cave, sweet cave. The two things that really took me out of the movie were uh, the lighting, and also basically the whole screenplay. but but if if you haven't seen the sequel honestly don't don't bother unless you're curious like i said it's not a horrible movie but the movie is basically let's try and drew didn't they uh they use the old they use the cast from the first one uh in the found footage on the video camera right yes they find they find the video camera with the eternal battery so there you go ralph they found the camera (laughs) so you actually see the scene that makes me scream um, in that movie as well on the camera. <laughs> but I don't scream that time because I know it's coming. Scream like a little boy. I could. And scream uh, like a human being. Come on, guys. Let's go. Oh, God. Like the little like oh, the little boy monster. Oh, please. So anyway, um, if you haven't seen the sequel, but you liked The Descent, then the most uh, ridiculous part is that they find that Juno is still down there. And she's fighting monsters and she's trying to rescue them. And it's She's just, alive? It's just dumb. It's just she dumb. wasn't alive. Wait, then, Juno's alive in the sequel? On. Yeah, Juno's alive. And, <laughs> and so is Beth, because she found a band-aid. <laughs> she's, she's still dead, but at the end of the, at the, end of the movie... And she's at the blood pool going like this. Well, no, there's not, there's not a blood pool. There's not a blood pool. There's a poo pool. Oh. And so oh. they fall in the toilet of the crawlers, which is... Oh, gross as it sounds. She get septus or something. Yeah, it's pretty gross. But at the end of the movie... um. There's one character who, um, who is uh, one of the cops. He has a daughter. And so Sarah's like, well, I want her to get out because she has a daughter. So Sarah screams and the crawlers attack her and the woman gets out and escapes. But then the end of the movie is the old man that found Sarah on the road. He hits the he knocks the sheriff's deputy out and drags her back to the cave and they pull her back in the cave. And you're like, well, you're setting up a sequel that I don't want to see that then they never made. <laughs> so the whole thing was pretty disappointing. Well, one of the it cops brings a gun into away, the cave. It didn't take away from the original movie, which is sometimes the worst thing that sequels can do. It yeah. really it, it doesn't take anything away from it. Yeah. 
And editors shouldn't be directors, is what we're saying, John. To see <laughs> Except for executive decision. Good film. All Good the time. Film. We don't make these blanket statements, Mr. I know. I podcast. I All right, let's let's rate this puppy. Let's start with Sean. How many barrels? No barrels. So, we're doing thumbs. John. Well, Ralph, let me uh, <laughs> let me say it this way. All right, uh, Debbie. I'm sorry, yeah, but <laughs> I'm gonna. Even though I was tense the whole time, and I'll never watch it again, I will give it a yippee ki yay. Oh, so Who you're suspending it to people who like these movies. Uh, no one likes these movies. <laughs> Wow. You know that's a standard. That's a standard that Roger Ebert said. That, like you can say a movie is good in an absolute way, or you can say this movie is really good at what it does and what it intends to it do. It does. I mean, right. it does. And this it, movie is it, killer. It's visceral. Yeah. 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 Killer. So obviously, right, Brad, I Brad, and Wojo. Yippee ki yay! This scared the crap out of me. I'm kind of on the same line as John, though. So I'm. It, it's not really my cup of tea, but it was a. I enjoyed the movie. I I'm really not did. gonna watch it again. I'm not, I wish Donald O'Connor was. I think I pass out. But, but it's, it's, this is a, definitely this is not a movie a I could watch over and over again. Like, well, there's one thing I want to add. If you don't already subscribe, <laughs> just go down and press press the subscribe button, and don't it's forget magic. the like button. Smash the like button because so far, not even the people in this podcast hit the like button. Yeah, nobody did. Please, hit it for our own movies. Share it. <laughs> They don't know. I put out a blog every week about the movies. Well, share it with us. I never see it. You got to get his Twitter account. Oh, yeah. Ralph, what and about you? What do you think? What? I said, I said, yippee ki hey, This is, I, I watch this movie over and over and over all the time. I don't think I could do that. Yeah. Boy, that explains because a lot, I, Wow. I actually got like short of breath at times. Like it yeah. seemed like. Well, yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's, listen, Das Boot did that for me. I felt very claustrophobic watching Das Boot. And I feel that way, but this one is good. I just, I just love this film, and I, I, the, the, I like her turn. I like what she, you know, Sarah. I'm talking about Sarah the main. I, I just find it really well done. Mm-hmm. And you know, like I said, there's not a, there's not a, a, a bad death in the thing. You know, not a wasted death. Everybody has some reason for what went on. I just, I, I like it a lot. Well, Beth was kind of a bad death. That was kind of. Yeah, that, I wouldn't want to get a my I friend mean, to drop a rock. The, the, the super, the weird. super spelunker with the broken leg. I mean, that was kind of lame. Oh, I couldn't oh, I watch when that. Oh, oh, when, oh. when they're pushing down on the bone. <gasps> oh, Debbie, you must have loved that. You're a nurse. Oh, push oh, down. Well, actually, when I got my foot, my uh, leg broken at the oh. bottom of it, it broke in so many places. I think I lost my mind because I was I I just when the doctors reset it and. It was so weird. It was like uh, he came in. We were waiting a long time. We were waiting for like four four hours, which when you're in pain with a broken leg like that, you kind of go into oh, shock. Wait, Debbie, do you think maybe you're back in the cave right now, actually? <laughs> <laughs> I think you never left. I think you never left the hospital. And then they pull that limb. They pull that limb to set it. And it oh. is, it is a, it really actually hurts, hurts, hurts until the doctor comes in. Pulls your leg out. All right, all right. Nope. I want to say one thing about my wife and Ralph (laughs) is that even though she had broken her leg, she's lying on my mother's driveway. The EMTs come. They got lost. She asks if the one was single and tries to hook him up with. (laughs) Debbie, that sounds like Debbie right to right to the end, trying to hook everybody up. Great pain, matchmaker. Make me a match. Bye, everybody. (laughs) Drew, nice job, Drew. Uh, Who wants to John and Wojo next week? Who should we go? Who wants to go? John, Uh, I think Wojo because I think I picked one before Wojo. I think Wojo. Yeah, it's me. It's my turn. Let well, me I don't know question. what I'm picking yet. She Let might pick something question. a little lighter. Let me ask one question before we go. Maybe John, Greece. John, you love the thing from another world. Love it. Have you seen the remake with yeah. Kurt Russell? Okay. Because that's a really happy movie that you would also probably enjoy on the podcast. So. Let me tell you something. I've watched that movie once and never watched it again. That's an important I find thing. that movie disturbing. It is disturbing. God, I am more amazed. like the book. You know what? It I is think more I like, like the book. Yeah, that's true. I think I just figured out what our podcast is going to be about. I am going to introduce you to so many movies. You're going to 
you got to see martyrs. I think you, I think you need to see martyrs. Oh my Who, me? God. No, John. No, no, John's, John's head was right up your alley. <laughs> look, look. I go to the movies because I love movies. I want to feel good. No, no. But, but it's like four out of five I movies. Just like you last week. Cut it's are cut depressing. Like you. <laughs> it's de- it's just depressing. <laughs> I don't. I don't watch movies to be depressed. I watch movies because I love movies and filmmaking. See, and for me, this movie is the kind of emotional experience where I'm I'm wrung out at the end. Yeah, that's how I felt yeah. about Singing in the Rain. But that's, but that's good. <laughs> All that dancing, rain, I was wrung out. Singing in the Rain. Singing in the Rain was a lot. I got into it a lot more than I expected. It was exhilarating. Well, thank you. I appreciate you saying but it, that. But it was the same. Oh, I, I had an emotional experience, and at the end, I was like. Oh, I really felt something that was satisfying. You know what, Drew? I got a theory, too, about these really heart-wrenching, scary things. Uh Uh-oh. It seems to me, when you go through hell, when you watch a film or something, doesn't it make you want to crack a joke or be funny? Yeah, humor is always good in the face. It's like, you can just, like, you're like I remember laughing. I remember sitting in the movie theater when that scene in Aliens, when that thing pops out of the stomach, that was a shock. Yeah. And I, John, I think you were sitting right. There was a group. I of was. Us, I, can, I remember. And we all made jokes about the thing skidding across because yeah. that's the only way you get through that. Yeah. It's like, yeah. if, mm. if you if you didn't, you'd lose your that. Then you that was shocking. Mind. One of the scariest moments I had watching a movie um I may have mentioned this before, but tough because it's not like anyone else here is redundant. Um, <laughs> Whoa. You just Make said sure that. Don't tell us you take shots at us. You know, I love you guys. Uh, and Deb. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we were kids and we went to see Poltergeist. I have ne- I've seen that yeah. a number of times. I have never seen the scene where the guy's face starts coming off yep. because the guys who snuck us in who worked there came up behind us. Just <laughs> when he went like this to reach up for his face, they went, Wah! and six <laughs> girls jumped up going, Aah! and then all we could do is laugh hysterically. And because... then Michelle turned around and killed him with a pickaxe. <laughs> it was an accident. Right through the neck, but they right survived the another Shut hour. Up! Shut <laughs> up! I think we all know if you get hit with the, the, the pickaxe in the next, you should leave the pickaxe in. I was just going to say, leave it yeah. in. Leave it in. Leave it in. That's what Gino did wrong. She didn't leave. If she had left it in, she was evil. Put, put a little stuff around it, she would have been fine. She would have been fine. <laughs> all right. Oh, nice sad. job. Yeah, happy, happy Halloween, everybody. Yeah. Halloween. Good Halloween this movie, dude. This, this is will be our a good Halloween broadcast. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that everybody enjoyed it. It's one of my favorites. Well, Joe, let us know before. Too long. I will. Oh, shut up. Stop rolling your damn eyes. I'll let you know. <laughs> I didn't know I do that. Their eyes. Did Ralph I roll I your eyes? Roll. I, I, I think we all felt Ralph roll his eyes. <laughs> and also, my, my head is fine. Thanks for that. <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah. This is this is Una. Drew, the important one is tweeted is poster for the Lion picture King. okay? You tweeted. You tweeted <laughs> that. Nice job. <laughs> okay. All right, everybody. Have a good week. Stay healthy. Stay happy. John, don't watch any bad movies. You're fine. You'll find we'll find something for you. <laughs> See you next yeah. week. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. What an ass you are. <laughs>